Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is, You're in Quite the Pickle. Let's acknowledge Jesus. He said that when we got together, he'd be here. And so let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you that you're here. We thank you that you want us to learn your way, that you want to teach us. And we just ask you to help us to get it today, to get what you're saying to us to the place where we apply it to our life. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. He's so good and, you know, he's so cute. Um, I was actually um, going to God and saying, this is wrong and that's wrong and and what am I going to do? And he, he was so cute and he said, yeah, you got yourself in quite the pickle. And I knew right away what he was saying and reminding me that it wasn't, the ball wasn't in his court, it's in my court. It always is because he already did everything he's going to do. And then the next thing that he reminded me of is James 2.10 says, when you break one law, you broke all the law. And so I had myself in a pickle because I was doing some of the law, but not all of the law. James 2.10, for whoever keeps the law as a whole law, but stumbles and offends in one single instant has become guilty of breaking all of the law. And so there it is. We, if we do one thing, that um, or don't do one thing that God God had told me to do a couple things and I wasn't doing it. If we do a couple things, one thing that God tells us to do, but the rest of it we're thinking it's okay. You know, sometimes I think we think, well, did God really say? Like the enemy said to Adam and Eve, and you know, he gets us to not obey God because the enemy knows that when we obey God that we're under the blessing. We're going to be blessed, 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 because the Word of God tells us that, God tells us that if we take heed to His Word, we're going to be blessed in every situation, Deuteronomy 28. And so if the enemy can get us to, and I'm not blaming the enemy, but I am blaming the enemy, because he really is working his best to try to keep us from God. And, and Jesus said that in Mark 4, that as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and take it. So when you know what to do, when God has spoken to you, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And um, so much of the time, we don't give him credit for sneaking in our lives and messing things up. And on the other hand, yeah, we can blame him. But we have to be aware, you know, and Peter told us that, that we need to be aware, be sober and vigilant. He is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone who he can devour. And, you know, um, so, you know, I can say, well, I didn't know if that was really you. Well, now you just found out it really was you. And, or I didn't think it was that important or, you know, whatever your excuses from not doing what God told you to do, you've broken all the law and therefore God's hands are tied. He can't do anything because he is no respecter of persons. He's not going to treat one of us any better than the other one. And so, and God has been so showing us, if I didn't say this already today, how to receive from him. And he wants us to know. And so when we go to him, he's going to tell us what's in the way. Because he already did everything there is to do. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. The more understanding we get, the more revelation knowledge we have, then the more likely we are, if we're willing and obedient, um, to receive from him. It's not that God is saying, no, I'm not doing that for you. You've got to learn this lesson. But he's saying, this is the way it is. You broke one law, you broke all law.
And then in James one um, twenty two, it says to be doers of the word, of the message, and not just listeners, because otherwise you're in deception. And so much of the time that is so true, I'm thinking I'm doing everything God told me to do, but um, or I heard what he said to me and I'm not actually doing it, then I'm deceiving myself and thinking I'm right with God and I'm not. And I've done that so many times. I learned things the hard way. And so that's, you know, a good reason to go to God every day and say, okay, am I missing it? Where am I missing it? And, you know, talk about God getting quiet. Sometimes people say that God gets quiet and he is in the sense that he's not going to force himself on you. You have to keep on seeking him. You have to do things his way. He has a higher, better way. But so often we think, well, I think God said that, but I think this is a better idea. And when we go off on our own, then we're not really living in his kingdom where all those blessings are. When we live in the kingdom of God and we do God's way, we're automatically going to be blessed. God said that to me a long time ago. He said, I don't want to just answer one of your requests. I want you to have all of my blessings. And that will happen as you learn how to live in my kingdom. So when we live in the kingdom of God, we're just going to be blessed. We're going to have those prayers answered. And we need to get in that practice and stop getting off of the word and stop letting the enemy distract us. Because when we go down that other path, then those blessings just aren't going to be there. Again, it's not God saying no and yes and yes and no, no to you, yes to you. But it's us saying no to him. It's us not practicing living in his kingdom. And um, too often I take light of what he has said to me. And I, as I was saying, I learned the hard way not to do that because he means what he says. And um, when, when he says something, it's because it's good. It's a better way. His way is higher than our way, and he wants us to live in his kingdom fully. He wants us to be fully blessed. And so we can't be deceived into thinking that, well, you know, I don't really have to do that. God understands. And so much of the time, um, I don't think that we're consciously realizing that we're doing that. And so we constantly need that correction. And God is excited. He can't wait till we get back on that path to the good life, to the, to the path he has ordained for us. He wants good for us. You know, those dreams and desires that you have in your heart, he wants them for you. In fact, he put those desires in you. He knows exactly everything about you and what's going to make you happy. And he's constantly on your side trying to get you to that place where he can actually give them to you. For instance, if you don't forgive, you've tied his hands because if you don't forgive, he can't forgive you. If you don't forgive, you're not actually living in his kingdom. You're living in your own kingdom. You've made your own rules. And so to have his blessings, we have to live in his kingdom. So I want to read the rest of James 2. James 1.22, we read, Be doers of the word. Obey the message and not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully into his own natural face in the mirror, but he thoughtfully observes himself, for, and then he goes off and promptly forgets what he's like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law 
the law of liberty and is faithful to it and preserves and in looking into it, being not a heedless listener and forget, but an, an active doer who obeys and he shall be blessed in his doing his life of obedience. And so that's what God is saying to us today, that we're going to be blessed when we live in his kingdom. When we obey him, then we're going to be living in his kingdom. He gives us direction for good. The direction that he gives us is to be living in his kingdom, in heaven on the earth. And not only does he want to bless us, is he wants us to show who he is. He wants, that to be, he wants us to be that example. He wants us to be an attraction to him. And so when we do this, we are. And, and we're learning. We are. But he wants us to get to the place where we got this, where we're not lacking anything, where we get it, where we get up every day, we know the law. And, you know, part of doing the word and not just be um, a listener is actually put it in your heart and decide that you're going to do it. Put it in your heart and get that faith and, and stay on that promise. You know, it's not that um, God has given up on us at that place. We give up on him. You know, when, when we're saying, God, what's going on? You know, he's saying, I haven't given up on you. You've given up on me. I haven't said no. You quit. You stop believing. You stop calling it or whatever it is that we stop doing. Or we didn't do what he said. You know, part of being an active doer of the word is to call those things to be not as though they were, to forgive, and, you know, to love, to, to serve. There's so many things that we need to do as being an active doer of the word of God. We can't just say that prayer and then just act like we act before. Saying that prayer, asking Jesus to come live on the inside of you, committing to him living in his kingdom, is putting off your old self and putting on that new self. And when you do that, you are obeying him. And then you're going to be blessed in all of your doings, like he said here today. So it's just not only, and I'm not, I don't want to say just not only, but when he gives you direction, it's not only that direction that he's giving you, but it's all of his law together, like he said. If you don't do one thing, but you're doing everything else, you broke all the law because it all has to go together. When you do something, when, when you have a recipe, you follow that recipe for it to turn out. So if you want to be an active doer of the word, of all of the word, and um, when you do that, your life is going to turn out for good. You're going to be that representative, that witness that he's calling you to be, and you're going to have all of his blessings. And that's how we want to look as Christians. We want to look like him. We want to be blessed when we go in and blessed when we go out. We want all of Deuteronomy 28 to be happening in our life. And so that is the word that I got for us today, that, you know, we, when we're in a pickle, when we got ourselves in a pickle, it's because we got ourselves there. He didn't do it. Although he's willing to help us clean it up and get it all back together, we got ourselves in that pickle. I just thought that was so cute the way he said it to me because the other thing he was saying is, you know, he's relaxed, he's got it together, and, he, and you know, he, he just maybe was looking down at me and saying, yeah, you really got yourself in a pickle this time, and let's get going and get this fixed up and get you out. And so maybe your life is in a pickle today. Let's get it together. Maybe you never asked him 
to come and live on the inside of you. And that's where it starts. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20 that he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. That means he's going to be with you all the time. And he's, he's going to answer all your questions. And when you seek him, you're going to find him. He's going to teach you how to live in his kingdom. Each direction is a step towards living in his kingdom. And sometimes things take longer because he's so kind and he's so gentle, you know, like for something to happen. And, you know, maybe he's waiting for you to come to him so he can say you really got yourself in a pickle. Or he gives you one gentle direction at a time because he's not going to just jump dump a truckload of correction on you all in one day. And so when you take those directions as he gives them, he's being kind and gentle to get you to that place where you can have that prayer answered. He's so good. He's so in love with you. And if you want to ask him to come live on the inside of you, you can. It's that easy. If you invite him, he said he'll come in. And so all you have to do is ask him. And then when he comes and lives on the inside of you, then you want to take time to get to know him and seek him and find out how to live well in his kingdom. John 1.1 1, 1 tells us he is his word. And so you got to look at the word of God to find him, to find out what he's like. And then when you do that, and then you apply that word, when you, when you um, decide that you're going to be a doer of that word, then all those blessings are going to come upon you and overtake you, just like it says in Deuteronomy 28. God is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you want me to pray with you right now, I certainly can. All you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, I'm asking you to come and live on the inside of me. Just like you promised your disciples the Holy Spirit would come when you left, I, I believe that he's going to come as I ask, and he's going to live on the inside of me, remind me of things to come, or tell me of things to come, remind me of the things that you said, be my counselor, my standby, my teacher. I just receive all that from you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you and praise you. Amen. So if you said that prayer, he did indeed come and live on the inside of you. He's there. And when you start following him, he's going to make himself tangible. You're just going to know that he's there. You're going to hear him guide you. You're going to hear directions from him. You're going to feel his love and um, so much more. He's so good. So, But you got to commit to him now, and your life should change. You don't live the way you lived before and think you just said a prayer, you just signed an agreement, but you really don't mean it, and you don't plan on changing. That's not it at all. It's a relationship that you're going to have with him. And you're going to be committed to him as he is to you, and then you're going to live that changed life, and people are going to see him and you, and they're going to want what you have. And um, that's the whole thing. I mean, you want... God wants everyone to have good. He wants everyone to know him and know that he is in love with us. And um, the ball's in our park. And um, so we got to just take that and just do what he said. And then his blessings will just overflow and our life will be showing who he is. He's so good. He's so in love with you. So thanks so much for listening today. And God bless you.